This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden are set to meet on the debt limit. Number two, where things stand in investigation nation. And number three, what to watch when it comes to banking regulations. All right, Jake, let's get to it. The top story, of course, everybody in Washington and around the world focused on whether or not a deal can come together on the debt limit. Things were moving and then they weren't. They stopped. They started. There was another meeting late uh, yesterday, but the principals, the two people who could really get a deal, the speaker and the president are set to meet today with 10 days until we hit the country's debt limit. And not only are they scheduled to meet, Anna, but they have, I mean, we knew this. We knew they had massive differences, but actually the differences seem to be um, wider and more uh, fundamental than we thought. Um, The White House is not interested in any of the deals that McCarthy wants to cut um, and has rebuffed. I mean, they've rebuffed each other. It's not just the White House rebuffing him. It's they've rebuffed each other uh, on almost every every element of any possible deal. So I I, I honestly don't know how this is going to get resolved. I think it will get resolved, but they are so far from getting this thing done that um, with this amount of time left, it's just very, very tricky. I mean, these things take a while. If Once you get a deal, you're still three or four days from having it on the House floor. So um, it's it's it should be very nerve-wracking for people. And remember, last week, um, Wall Street bounced because they thought a deal was done. And I I said to maybe here on the podcast, and I said it to, to our uh, our team on the Hill. I mean, what a mistake. That's just not anywhere approaching reality. Yeah, I mean, clearly, right, when you look at, uh, we've been talking about this for, for months now, right? And especially in the last several weeks, the contours of what is on the negotiating table have been has been known for a very long time. That has not changed. I think what is different here is, you know, both sides seem to have misread the political calculus, right? I think Democrats really felt like Republicans were going to cave, that they were going to be able to divide Senate Republicans and House Republicans and come to come to, you know, a, a, an agreement that they would find more palatable. That clearly has not happened. And now you have Biden, who's really coming up against the more progressive wing of his party, who's very frustrated, uh, you know, talking about invoking the 14th Amendment uh, as, as more of a reality than I think a lot of people th- thought uh, that, that that was even, you know, kind of even on the table. But, you know, you see just how difficult it is when it, when you look at just kind of the the pressures that both of these 
principles face from the two different sides of their parties. Yeah, um, I, that that that's true. That the political dynamics are are tough for both of these folks. I mean, here's what I would say, Anna. Just to to put a, a I guess a bow on this, like McCarthy's been saying for months that any deal on the debt ceiling needs to spend less needs to include a budget provision or budget language that spends me, uh, less money this year than it did last year. He wants the government spending less. Um, the White House has not been willing to do that. Um, they say that they've that they've kept their budget flat year over year. The 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 uh, House Republicans say that the budget is up twenty eight billion. It's all depending on how how you you calculate certain provisions in the budget. Anyway, they are not close to a deal. <laughs> they just aren't. I mean, um, and we are May twenty second ahead of a June first deadline. Um, and. I, I honestly don't know what the next step is. Yeah, one thing to watch, I, I think still very big, long shot, but I do think one thing to watch is do any of these House Republicans get nervous about the status of the negotiations in terms of these moderate Republicans? Democrats do have a discharge petition for a clean debt limit increase that currently has 210 signatures. They expect to have all 213 House Democrats by the end of today. Obviously, that magic number is 218, and it's still a long shot, but it's worth keeping an eye on. I do think as we get a lot closer, there's been, and I made a lot of you know hay about it right here, just in terms of the fact that Republicans have stayed steadfastly behind McCarthy, but is there a tipping point where all of a sudden people start to get really nervous? Does the market, to your point, react in a really bad way this week, this week uh, realizing that maybe they were overly optimistic about the odds of a deal and how does that impact? I think another kind of two things to watch uh, as we get into the final days before a debt limit needs to be, a uh, deal needs to be made or we are going to go into default and could have a catastrophic uh, results in the economy. Yeah, listen, market drop a thousand points, you might see something happen, but um as of now, after the talks broke off on Friday, uh, I think the S and P was only, or I don't remember what which index it was, but market was only down uh, very modestly. So you know, gonna be something to watch. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Investigation Nation. Our very own Max Cohen, of course, as he does every Monday, has our Investigation tractor, Tracker. Some interesting things to be watching this week, I think, in particular. We've got some news that House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall, the Republican from Texas, is planning to finally view that crucial Afghanistan-related document at the State Department on Tuesday. Of course, this has been a back and forth between McCall and the State Department over trying to get access to a 2021 dissent cable written by Kabul embassy staff criticizing the U.S. pullout from Afghanistan, in addition to the State Department's response to that cable. Um, going to be interesting to see if this next phase of this, will it appease McCall or will he, you know, this kind of threat of a subpoena continues to be outstanding for uh, the Secretary of State? Yeah, I can't imagine this is where it ends. McCall's going to go over there, presumably uh, he'll come back to the Capitol and he'll want all of his members to see what he just saw. That's what I guess. Um, but the State Department, McCall has been, you know, relatively accommodating of the State Department. Um, we'll have to see if that continues. Uh, uh, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they get out of this month or this summer without holding Blinken in contempt. But we'll see. We'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out. Another 
One to watch is, of course, the Biden investigations, House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, is continuing to press the FBI to comply with his subpoena. Earlier this month, Comer requested an FBI document that allegedly contains details of a bribery plot involving then-Vice President Joe Biden. Comer has set a May 10th deadline for the FBI to provide this FD-1023 form, but the FBI didn't hand over the document. There's been meetings uh, since then, and the FBI staff is supposed to be briefing oversight staff today regarding conventional, con, excuse me, regarding confidential human source reporting, according to Comer. Uh, this continues to be an ongoing, you know, kind of back and forth between the FBI and Comer. Yeah, and and Speaker Kevin McCarthy spoke to Chris Ray. Um, I believe it was Friday uh, in the Capitol by phone, not by not face to face. Uh, and I, I have to imagine the the House is going to continue to push for this um, for this document. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. And number three this morning, we've got a banking bulletin. Brendan Peterson, of course, covering all things financial services for us, has a look at what's next for banking legislation in Congress with more than two months uh, past this slow-moving banking crisis. There's been a lot of hearings, reports, calls for action. Uh, the big question, of course, is what's next on Capitol Hill. As much as we often hear lawmakers call for reform, uh, actually getting something done and maintaining momentum, always a tricky balance, even for the most basic bipartisan reforms of the financial system, which is why they face long odds in the Senate, uh, especially as the banking lobby's influence can be overwhelming. A couple things that he's watching. Is there going to be uh, an interest in an effort that would bolster bank regulatory's authority to claw back executive pay at failed mismanaged banks? It seemed like something that there was momentum behind. A lot of folks on both the Republican and Democratic side saying they felt like this was kind of the low-hanging fruit where there might be some agreement. And there continues to be bipartisan interest, but this is not moving any anytime fast. Uh, it's amazing that nothing has really happened legislatively in the time since these banks um, uh, collapsed. But banking regulation and banking legislation is pretty slow. And um, that's what we're seeing right now. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. It is going to be a very busy week on Capitol Hill. Please continue to listen to The Daily Punch. And if you like it, share it with your friends on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also learn much more. Go deeper on all everything we talked about this morning by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.